Podcast. As I know a lot of a big part of my wounded masculine was being okay to ask for help, right? Being okay to receive a feminine touch or receive a masculine feminine touch, right? To to really allow myself to be held, not just by myself, right? Because that's a big thing in itself, mm. but also allowing myself to be received and to be held and to and to uh, someone to create a safe container of safety, support, and security by an external person. Everything is self-love, right? I, I think we often get caught in, oh, I don't have time for self-love because I need to, I have all these responsibilities. I have a family, I have a business, I have friends. But within that, we miss the deeper sort of spiritual understanding that even when we do make the time for our family, for our friends, for our business, that is still self-love because what we love, we either what we love in another person is either something that exists inside of us already, or it's something that we want to be healed, we want to be integrated, or it's a shadow that we've yet to acknowledge. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Good evening morning afternoon beautiful souls welcome back to the cosmic love antenna and today you found yourself on a special extra special bonus episode with myself and <laughs> more of myself being interviewed on another podcast with some deep diving topics and subjects that i know is going to hit your heart i was invited onto the connected conversations platform with the beautiful emma from unique phoenix and we talked a lot about my journey around what I'm doing in this world at this current moment and the bigger themes of cosmic healing through spiritual, mystical love. So I wanted to release this episode on my platform to give Emma a bit more love and also give you another piece of content to help you connect back in to your cosmic love antenna. I hope you enjoy. I've got to say, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited about being in your vibration as well, mm. because it's really beautiful. I love the alignment. And I'm so curious about your background. Like, how did you get here? So first of all, thank you for having me, my friend. It's it's nice to be in, you know, I spend so much time creating space for other people. And I was just thinking, I was meditating before our chat. And uh, it's just nice to be in a divine feminine energy that's creating a space so i just i want to honor you first to answer your question i there were many sort of pivotal roles that pivotal roles and 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 spaces and places that created me mm -hmm. but i would say the biggest <laughs> turning point is that i had a a a big sort of spiritual awakening dark night of the ego event in my <laughs> mid-20s where everything up to that point that i had uh, deemed as valuable was pulled away from me and actually was was now telling me that I was a criminal, I was a horrible person, and that everything I thought was not correct, put very simply. Does that answer your question? Wow. <laughs> that must have been. And interestingly enough that it happened in your mid-20s because yeah. obviously that's when you're coming into – you, you know, like in every human experience, we come into this fullness of our brain and suddenly there's this view that widens and we get to see things really differently. So that's really interesting that it happened at that point for you. Yeah, I've, uh, I've looked at it very carefully and I think you're beautifully intuitively picking up. You know, at the time I didn't see it, obviously. I was like, oh, what the hell is going on? But as I reflect, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It couldn't have happened at a better state, right? Because it happened just before Saturn returns, right? For people that are, uh, you know, aware of all that. And it actually allowed me to, you know, you can't see it listening, but I have my own little home and it allowed me to create my own little cave so I could, you know, metaphorically and physically, you know, retreat back into, to ask the deeper questions to then step back out into the world again. 
Oh, I love that. And, you know, I've actually looked back on my journey knowing what I know now and having the hindsight and understanding that I, I actually rejected those moments. I definitely yeah. had those moments in when I was coming into my fullness as, you know, a human <laughs> and that deeper understanding. And I actually rejected it at the time and kept on a numbing path and just, you know, didn't want to actually face everything and waited till my 30s to do it. But, you know... <laughs> we've all got to wake up at some stage <laughs> well i think and i think that's the beautiful thing too it's i and maybe we'll speak about this but when i say love when i refer to love i re, i actually refer to love as a higher power mm. and that love as a higher power is unconditional so when we do have a option in our soul path to take a certain direction and for whatever reason we pick one way or the other if it's not the optimal choice then there's no judgment there. There's no there's no person on a cloud keeping score. But what it happens is that it will come around again to give us that same possibility, right? Yep. And it's come around several times. <laughs> and to deepen that to deepen that as well, which is beautiful. It's welcomed. And absolutely, there's no judgment when I look back over it. It's yeah. just noticing. I just go, oh, that's wow. Wow, that was actually an opportunity and I chose a different way. And that's and I'm grateful that I did because I've been able to use that in my own work. Um, so I love that. And beautiful. When I use the word love, I am actually talking about that yeah. oneness. Yeah. The deep connection that we have through it. It's not um, necessarily just a feeling within me because love's an action, love's an energy. So yeah. it is so much more than we give it. You know, I say it to my kids all the time when I, they're like, oh, I'll have a sip of my tea. And I'm like, mm, I'm loving that. And they go, mom, so much love. And I'm like, well, it's good for me. What I'm, I'm having pine needle tea, so it's great for me. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> yeah, go. And just for the, the people out there, because what you're hitting on here is it, it, it's so easy to overlook what you're saying. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I want to speak to maybe the religious listeners that you may have. Mm. I, I grew up Catholic and religious and, and, you know, so much love for people out there that are still within that belief system. But for me, there was always something that disconnected me from my power and my truth within that belief system. And it wasn't until I made that, that click and that understanding of what you were just describing that, oh, wait, you know, this higher power, this God essence, divine source, whatever your name is for it, I can insert love into that space. And now that really resonates. That, that really opens something in me that says, oh, this is truth. This is truth here. Yeah. Well, that's the truth of who we are. We are love. It's that simple. Someone says to me, who are you? You know, who are you, Emma? Tell me about yourself. I'm love. <laughs> Done. And I, you know, I might fuck up in that every now and again, but that's okay. <laughs> like there's that space as well for it. Um, Oh, that's beautiful. Can we go back? Because I actually want to open that little uh, line for Saturn because that's yep. something that's been newly presented to me. So I would like to hear what you're, what you're referring to to explain to everybody else because I think it's really powerful to know that. The Saturn returns and explain that whole series, yeah. So I'm, I'm yet to be pulled, and I can't wait till I go there, but I'm yet, I'm yet to be pulled deep into the astrological astrology world but i can see it it's definitely on my life path and it's coming but saturn returns i think is the gateway for all people into it for me it was and put very simply for people that are new to this term it's it's often the stage in a soul's journey 20 28 29 30 31 people have varying um journeys with it that trying to not go into a whole big thing here it is it is the place in which our spirit body our soul body anchors and what i mean by that is we are a holistic being of systems and we are multi-dimensional in many ways so explaining that very briefly we have a physical body we have a mental body we have a emotional body and we have a deep spiritual soulful body and the lower 3d bodies the physical the mental the emotional we don't have a choice in 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 whether they embody through us right we all know this 
when we get triggered or we get lost in a belief system or we have physical disease that we don't have a choice here but the the soulful spiritual body we actually have a choice in whether we anchor it or not and you've actually spoken about this already in this chat today you said that the option came around for you and you made a choice to go another direction and then it came around again mm-hmm. this is in many ways what the saturn returns is it is an opportunity for each soul to decide through the power of free will whether they want that whether they want to now start embodying what their unique frequency of love is on this journey mm. and because saturn when it comes up is let's look at the dark night of your soul yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's yeah. look at the shit. yeah and if you choose to like we've obviously experienced the power of that yeah. in our lives. And if you don't, then you keep going down a very different rabbit hole and, and that's okay. Oh, yeah. No judgment. It's just a choice that you make, but it does keep coming around for you. So thank you for sharing that. It's You're been, welcome. I've had some powerful understanding about how much it impact, how much Saturn impacts the moon, yeah. and the energy from the moon. And um, I'm in the process of downloading stuff around that as well. So yeah. it's pretty exciting. Well, and I'll just say, just for people listening, if this is resonating with you and and you're still new to your relationship to the stars, I, I would just, I would encourage you to lean in. And it doesn't mean, you know, getting deep into astrology and getting deep into, you know, your, your signs and human design and gene keys. You definitely can go down that route, but I, I'll just plant this seed we are truly the microcosm of the macrocosm right and that that relationship is is as small as you know each of my cells in my liver is an expression of my bigger body to as big as i as this person am literally made of stardust right and everything inside of me is an expression of every single planet that is out there right Mm. so just wanted to add that oh no i love that because that's that's the purity of i don't have the human words sometimes to explain <laughs> yeah, things but that's the purity of our connection is that here we are on this however you want to believe that you know whether we're on a rolling rock or we're on a flat plant whatever you want to believe it is i don't care we're still here mm-hmm. um dream or otherwise here we are but we are all interconnected and it is mm-hmm. by that energy that we have and yeah like if you are new to it and it's something that is sparking a curiosity, then, you know, this is what my, this is what the podcast is all about is just lean into your curiosity. When I feel aligned to someone, I'll reach out and go, Hey, I've got a podcast. Can I interview you? And here we are. Yeah. (laughs) And and it it gives us direction, right? Mm -hmm. We, we spend so much time and I, I know I've, and it sounds like you and your story too, but in my story, we spend a big, so much time asking, what am I here to do? What, what am I, what's my reason? What's my why? What, I think it's intrinsically a part of us. And I think we're, I think this is, we're brainwashed. We're programmed to just be asking the question and not expecting an answer. But I, I just want to promote that the answers are there. We just need to listen. We just need to. And I, and this is why I really appreciate you holding the sacred space for me today. We often need to listen in an, in a state of, of being like in a, in a feminine, feminine receptivity, right? This is, I don't want to go off on a whole big topic here, but I think this is why we're transitioning into a, such a divine feminine era because we, we need it. We need the feminine both at a collective level and at, at an individual level. So we can start listening to what our inner world is actually saying. Mm, yeah. I, I really deeply believe that. And just to add, it's not that we need to be ruled no. by the feminine because actually the feminine doesn't, I don't want to actually rule. <laughs> I'll be straight. I am happy to be led by the masculine, not toxic masculine. However, divine masculine, something mm. that can come in and lead. I'm happy for that. I like that having that container that I can, mm. you know, stretch out and find out about. But we all do need that at the moment and it's within each and every one of us to have the balance of both to be i'm a container in my work that's the word there right balance that's the word and i feel like 
as we lean towards the feminine and understand it more deeply, not that I, I don't need a masculine man to, to be more feminine. You know, I don't need you to be more sensitive. I don't need any of that. You're actually very intuitive. Just be yourself in the truth. Um, so I want to ask you, and I love that you touch it. Oh, God, we could talk about so many things yeah. here. I'm trying to stick to my questions, my curiosity. But again, I, and I do want to keep saying this, if something sparks your interest in here, one, ask us questions yeah. below and I will get back to you. And also ask those questions of yourself because for me, the truth of it is we're born to feel good, right? Mm. Like that's the purpose is to be ourselves. Yeah, just whoever that is in the moment. Because I don't know about you, I change. I'm going to change after this conversation. Yeah. And the purpose is to feel good in it because we've got nerve endings on our little, on the edges of our skin, right there on the tip of our skin. Mm. And I don't know about you, when I feel good and touch nicely, I'm like, mm hmm, that mm. feels delicious and rich. Alignment. Whoo. And you keep following that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with following your pleasure and your desire. It's actually what we've been born to do. And you mentioned it before. We've been programmed to believe yeah. that it's hard work, that we actually have to feel a whole bunch of shit to get to that. No, Nirvana. Yeah. Actually, it's quite the opposite. Heaven, heaven is here. Enlightenment is here, right? Heaven, enlightenment, whatever you want, whatever you want to call it. It's not a external space and place that we need to suffer and do all the things to get to it is in the only moment that matters and it's here right now but we need to make a choice much like anchoring the soul body through the saturn returns we need to make a choice to allow it to flow mm. yeah 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 just letting that land i love that love that richness i, I would love to understand what have been some of the most surprising things that have come up in your journey and your healing and your growth? Cool. Question. So the first thing that comes to, as I tune into that, so a big part of my work currently, and I can't, and I'm so happy that you said <laughs> constantly evolving because that is, as I go deeper into my, um, cause we've talked about now astrological chart and my gene keys and my human design that's a really big part of my unique soul's expression. And we all have it. We all have that unfolding nature and that changing nature. But my soul in particular, you know, has that on like speed dial. It's just like, it's constantly. And my biggest challenge is sort of getting out of my own way, not staying within a particular mask for too long. But currently I would say, you know, the biggest surprises that have come along this path for me is one of the biggest things I stand for in this moment. And it is the, when I work with someone, I coach someone, I hold space for someone. I, I use my healing modalities. I'm not giving them anything. I'm not, I'm not adding onto them. What my role is, and this becomes deeper and deeper, the more I do it is I become a smudge free mirror of love for them. Right. Mm -hmm. And I hold that sacred space with my tools, with my, my unique frequency long enough so they can be reminded and you've already said it today but they can be reminded of what their unique frequency is because i think that is the the biggest awareness and surprise that i've come to that i've also realized that this is not a me thing this is this is something we can learn to copy and paste in all of our unique ways and and i'll, I'll land with this because i could <laughs> talk for a while and we can copy and paste in all our unique ways and then ripple that out into the collective, right? Ripple that out. Like we said before, from the micro into the macro. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's so true. So true. I mean, I, yeah. Yep. That's, that's <laughs> it. We're, in, we're just mirrors and I, you know, and also we reflect out what's within us as well. Yeah. I often say that, you know, like what's coming out of this hole in your face is what's within you yeah what you're feeling what you're thinking so if it's not great and you're not getting great feedback then change what's going change. on and it's it's so big what you're saying right this is like it's if if anyone's going to take any healing rule if you want to call it that or, or healing belief or healing you know practice it's whenever you feel triggered by something externally 
right? One of my good friends, she's coined this term that I, I really love to just endorse and say is, you know, all judgment is self-judgment, right? All, all, and all externalization that we feel towards something that happens on the outside person, place, or thing is an opportunity to reflect back inwards to see why do I feel angry because of that? Why do I feel guilty because of that? Why do I feel tightness in my chest because of that? Why does my throat close up because of that? Right. It's, it's all an opportunity to pull back another layer that is restricting your beautiful light. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've, um, my girlfriend gave me this, like the activations and I love it. Right. Because I'm like, you're right. Actually. I don't know if I'm triggered. I'm activated. Though. Yeah. Something happens. I'm, and that can be positive. Like how, how I view something as, enriching and like have been activated really beautifully you know my ears ring and i go oh and then i'll vibrate yeah. differently and i think oh i've just downloaded something wonder what that yeah. is but then there's the activation where my body goes mm, and yeah. constricts and i think oh let's take a look at that one and what? you'll know when an activation's ended because I, I don't know about you but the universe will bring you that back oh yeah because you go i've got this Woo! I'm doing it now. I know what's going on. And then the universe comes and says, show me, show me beautiful soul. Show me. What you've got. Yeah. And you go, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't have all of it. <laughs> you've got a little bit to go in there. <laughs> and, and it shows you because it is you. Yes. Right, let, let's, let's break that down a little bit. Because this is, again, you talk about, again, this is another sort of understanding and 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 um, breakthrough that I've come to on my journey, in line with your question, right? Is and this is such a cliche thing to say in the spiritual community, but it's so true. It's a cliche for a reason. The illusion of separation is truly that. It is an illusion, right? Everything. I, I like. I'm heavy, deep right now in this moment in sort of the Vedic worldview, and I'm sure maybe you have some mm. understanding around it and. The Vedic worldview teaches many things, right? It's the origin of yoga. It's, it's the origins of Ayurveda. It's, it's, you know, the deep core of most Eastern perspectives. And it, it teaches that there is no objective outside reality, right? There is just our internal self act, interacting with our external self, right? And I say self as both the small self, the, the ego that we are that puts on all those masks, and the capital S self, which is the universe, which is still us. So mm -hmm. going back to what you're saying, right? Of course, it's going to keep reflecting and keep showing us things because it's us. And it, and this is the last thing I'll, I'll say here. It, it's, it wants to do that because it wants to keep experiencing love, right? What is love, right? Love is the connection between at least two things, so it needs to keep experiencing contrast. Otherwise, we never would have expressed ourselves from the oneness. Mm, yeah, I'm con con reading the Kabbalion at yeah. the moment. <laughs> I'm loving Love it. it. And um, the different laws and, you know, polarities. Like yeah. That's what we're talking about here. You know, you've got to, in order to see love, we've got to be showing the other side of yeah. it. And I, I don't know about you, but I think the last couple of years has really shown us where we're actually anchored anchored as yeah. a collective um and you know for many of us moving away from that um and and changing and rising above where the you know the base collective is and and choosing yeah. a different path on that um but it's been really eyes wide open to see wow you know as a world where we've been sitting in that polarity and it's pretty it's, low vibrationally it's it's low vibration and it's a gift Right, it's uh, like you've asked about my story today. Mm. I I I started my business like like my business. I didn't start my business, but I, I, the big shift I I transitioned from in local, just meeting local people, to actually stepping out into the world. Like mm. I, I shifted my business into uh, online mostly as soon as the pandemic hit. Right, so it was it was the point in time where I actually transitioned. I got more certifications and did all the things, but I'm not alone in that, right? There's been a global shift and awakening. There's been a global, this, this, this polarity and all this death and destruction and segregation and isolation and, and fear it's existed 
as equally as all of these beautiful people that are, are remembering their light, right? As a short story here, I, you know, I live in a small town. And for people that are familiar with Australia, I live in Coffs Harbour. It's a little beachy town on the east coast, and I love my community, but in the in the most loving way possible, it's been asleep for a very long time in many ways. And now, right, I go to the local beach. And there's there's murals on the beach. There's there's people making like um, stacks of little heart rocks where people are putting hearts together. People are making mandalas on the on the sand, and it's just I can feel it. The collective has shifted, and I don't think this is just a small town in Australia thing. It's it's happening at a global level. Mm, I agree. Yeah, conversations for me have shifted. I've always been in this space for a long time. And I'm having people approach me wanting to have deeper conversations yeah. and wanting to bring up things that I'm like, whoa, <laughs> here we are, I'm in. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about this. So what are some of the common layers? Because you talk about peeling back yeah. the onion and obviously you've peeled back your own because, you know, I, I always say there's always another layer yeah. you know, in whatever you've experienced in life. Just wait for that to you know, wait for that to hook back around and see what else is there and, you know, delve on into the deliciousness of it. But what are come, what are some of the common layers that you see with people coming to you? Mm. So thank you for this question. So the two big ones that I'm currently working with a lot is the inner child, inner mm -hmm. child healing and um, ancestral healing. So breaking ancestral chains. And both of these have if you've done this kind of work before, they they sort of blend together in many ways. But uh, put for, put simply, just for people that are new to it, I would classify inner child healing as helping people move through the conditioning they've grown up in their childhood, whether it be through trauma, whether it be through religious pains, whether it be through family abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, even just you know a big one for me in my journey was the suppression of my voice. Right, being told that you know I'm a boy that should not express his emotions, that should not be sensitive. I should be seen, not heard, right? This is a very common trauma that most of us just push aside because it's not extreme, but conditions a whole population of men who now don't speak their emotions, who don't speak their feelings, who don't tune into their divine feminine. And then you have ancestral healing, which is, I would separate because now we go further back. Now we see within the individual where their either their mother line or their father line is impacting their current expression. So for example, let's say that, and this is a real one for me, my grandfather who grew up in the depression, he has a, a very particular fixed mindset around abundance and money, right? And is very frugal around spending money and spending and keeping everything tight. And there's, there's this outside uh, force, it's going to come in and take it away. So we have to be very fearful around what we spent obviously we don't live in a depression anymore we don't live in a time where there is you know we won't talk about the recession but you get the idea so what we can start to do is look inside of ourselves down these ancestral lines and see where either these thought forms these beliefs or these suppressed emotions are restricting us and then taking a choice making our choice to let them go and break free of them mm. Yeah, I love that. And absolutely, because it is that, you know, I think people can, um, if people have experienced healing, and I would offer this, and you've not experienced a shift or a change, then I, I would always go back to my clients and say, well, we downloaded some actions. How did you go yeah. with those? And if you've not taken them, then the energy is going to find its way, come on back to you. It knows you. It wants to hang out with you. It's been there a while. So it'll just keep on coming back in and going, hey, I'm here again. And your body receives it because it's actually quite known. So you have to yes. make actual changes in your life in order to allow the healing and the disconnection from that to transmit yeah. and change. It's so important. Right? I was just talking to a friend about this today. Right? It's This is where, again, because we've talked about this already, the balance between the feminine and the masculine comes up, right? And an example I would give is often how I facilitate this kind of healing is through deep meditative uh, journeys that I take people on. Mm -hmm. And for that, that's the feminine, right? I, I facilitate a, a safe space that allows 
for that feminine to allow for the flowing of those those emotions or those belief systems to come out of the unconscious into conscious awareness to be seen. Mm. But then, as you beautifully just highlighted, before those float back down into the unconscious from the conscious awareness, we need to take use our masculine, take action to rewrite or to integrate or to release the things that need to be seen that aren't serving us. Mm. And if that is not done, again, no judgment, but it's going to float back down into the unconscious to then project outwards into our outside world until it gets our attention again. Mm. I would like to go and talk to you about some wounded masculine stuff because often we can get, you know, like I've had to move through that in my own journey and understand that, you know, a lot of because of past trauma, I was really living from a wounded feminine and wounded masculine space. And let's face it, we are in a wounded masculine container collectively, like on that mass, you know, uh, scale. And so how does that impede it? Like what happens if, great, we're doing this work, but it's a wounded masculine that comes in and, wants to take action what happens there well the first thing as you ask that question is we need to make it feel safe so what i mean by that is it's wounded for a reason right <laughs> the wounded masculine i can just speak from my story right it's the reason that it's fearful or it's maybe overbearing or it's or it's you know leading to an external situation that's not for our best interest is because it it's probably in a fight or flight response, right? Mm-hmm. It's probably in a hyper vigilant, you know, being a triggered response. So, in any situation, how do we approach that? Well, the first step I would say is create a container where it feels safe, right? Mm-hmm. Create a container where it feels safe enough to either settle down a bit or to allow for that feminine inside of us to come up, for the balance to come up. Uh, a, an example would be going back to the speaking example of the inner child, the boy that was told that they should not voice, right? And should not express how we can start to heal that, that wounded masculine is letting him know that his expression, his sensitivities, his vulnerabilities are also his power, right? Just like how the masculine power is in the, is in healthy structure, in control, in, in a healthy container, a man can also be powerful when he's being sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. A man can also be powerful when he's being open and vulnerable and channeling all of his love with the world. So just to summarize that, I think it, one, it's the safe container that's created. And two, it's a reconditioning with what it looks like to be a healthy, powerful man. Mm-hmm. And even if that powerful man is not control, does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I, I I love what you said. It's really become clear to me over my time in doing my own work and working with clients around it is that it's all around safety when you're in the wounded, yeah. wounded female or wounded masculine. And it, what became really evident for me was uh, a man's superpower is actually in his heart. Yeah. So we talk about the feminine being from the heart and da, da, da. And that's actually, for me, not necessarily true because my heart's always open and I can have my heart broken. I'm good because uh, that'll I'll just keep rolling. Like I'm feminine. So I, I love that. I love coming in, <laughs> roll around in there and not hurt me. But for me, it's been about understanding energy, my physical body. Yeah. And that's the part that I'm more impacted with. That's the part that I want to protect. You know, that's the part that I want to have great little boundaries around is protecting my body because I create from that space. But men actually create really well. Masculine creates really well from the heart. So, you know, when they're not, when they're feeling like they have to protect their heart, of course they won't be open, won't be able to create very well. But when a man feels like he can be open in his heart and create Mm -hmm. from that space, whoo, and we've really, for me, that's, yeah, let's, got to get into that deeper understanding that men protect their hearts for a reason yeah and women protect their bodies for a reason because it's actually that's our divine nature yeah and when we don't need to when we can as a feminine when i can surrender woo, let's go and, and yeah go and i was just gonna say i'm just i'm, I'm 
basking in your your channel right now. You're, a lot's coming through you. I love it. I, I would just say that that safety, just for people listening, that safety can be given to us either by ourselves, because mm -hmm. I, I want to make this very clear, either through, because this is when we talk about inner child healing, this is what the whole idea of reparenting is. We reparent our inner child to help it heal. But also, and I say this to all the men, right, specifically, because we're talking about the masculine, it can also be with another person, like mm -hmm. a feminine touch or receive a masculine feminine touch, right, to to really allow myself to be held, not just by myself, right, because that's a big thing in itself, mm -hmm. but also be allowing myself to be received and to be held and to and to uh, someone to create a safe container of safety, support and security by an external person, mm. right? And that doesn't need to be a coach, a practitioner, a therapist, a doctor. Go for it if you feel like that's needed. But it could. I started learning that with my family. Right? The mm. first person who told me how to create or showed me, more importantly, how to create a loving space where that safety can be felt was my sister, right? Mm. And again, I'm not unique to this. I would encourage all men to explore this with their people they love very much. Mm. Yeah. Oh, look, I 100% agree. And uh, I've got a, um, my son is 15 and I love watching his emergence of mm. the masculine come out and the way that he will be out doing something and he'll give me a container automatically with that. And I, I always honor that and share that with him and say, Hey, that, that was really cool. That you did that. Yeah. And my daughter, I can really see her feminine, the receptiveness, the you know, all coming through, but you're right in, for me, you know, the more we have moved away from family, the more we've lost this, you know, this mm. energy, the purity of it. And the more we come home to family and, you know, whether that's created or born into, um, we can actually experience this in a really beautiful way because there is that space to receive and there is that space to be contained and to know that it's a really powerful thing as a female to allow that to happen and for a man mm. to contain with his heart from truth mm, i love that that would have been beautiful how old were you when you had that experience with your sister oh it's continual but the first one was a couple of years ago now i would say it was the first one she's on her own journey at the moment and funny enough she's in her own saturn returns now and but she just does it naturally, right? She just does it. She, it's her one of her super superpowers that, you know, she has yet to step into it fully and she, she's on her own path. But yeah, it's a couple of years ago and I think she continues. Whenever I share this story, she's the first person that pops into my head because it shows an example of we help people when we don't even realize, right? When we, and this is sort of another message that I love to express is when we stand in our light, even if we're doing it unconsciously, mm. we can't underestimate what impact that is having on the people around us, mm. right? It's it's so easy for us to overlook that we, and I see this in myself, that it's only the conscious actions that I'm taking that are impacting people that I love or helping people that I want to help. But it's also often the unconscious actions that we're making that ripples out too. Yes. So it's, you know, the, the thing that she did for me was an example of that. She wasn't doing it with something very intentional in mind. She was just doing it because it's a part of her. And I, I asked myself the question when I think about that, how, how many of us are doing that all the time? And mm. what would it look like if we consciously stepped into it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And I, I've been doing it. My mum, bless her soul, not here for about 20 years or so, but she told me this story as a teenager. And um, I talked about being a teacher or I was always drawn to be in this kind of space. And she shared with me, um, I don't know where, I don't know what happened, but she shared with me a story that one day she was having, catching up with friends in a backyard and I, we were all sitting on a trampoline and the mums, her and her mum were doing the dishes and they looked up and they saw us on a trampoline in a circle and I was asking them questions. <laughs> like, I was like, Very cute. <laughs> and I said to her, how old was I? She was, oh, you must have been about seven. But I was like, how do you feel about that? Mm. Wow, that's sad that that happened. <laughs> like, that was a bit mean. Are you okay? And just getting them and asking them to share stories. Yeah. She said that I was there for a good half an hour or longer and they just sat there watching like... Well, I think it's, it's intrinsic. It's so this is like, you're hitting on something very important here. We, 
so we've we've spoken a lot today about spiritual soul that we are right mm. but we're also a human being we're, we're a beautiful human animal and this human animal has evolved for thousands of years in in what kind of setting it's involved evolved in tribes it's evolved in communities it's evolved in small collectives of very connected individuals with the intention of connection support healing and growth it's only been very recently since we've segregated ourselves into these little houses that we don't have that anymore but it's it's still in us right so as you explain that beautiful story that's that's all the image i was getting it's such a it's a part of our genetic being in many ways right absolutely it's a core need to connect yeah. like it's the core of us and that's well that's the core of love is connection because it's energy and it's connection and it's oneness and so yeah i agree with you watching the progression and i, I use the term evolve very mm. loosely because um and i'm very open about the fact that as humans we have not evolved internally um we have not even reached a, a a tenth of the potential of how we can connect mm. um and we've only evolved externally and i don't know about you but it's not all been great <laughs> yeah. well and it goes back to this, what's happening in the world at the moment right again we don't live in a in my opinion we don't live in a universe where we are a victim or things happen to us we live in a, a universe where everything's happening for a reason and all external events there's a reason there's a bigger intention behind it so i agree with you and i think what we're seeing in the external collective is a pain teacher and a shadow to help us see that right because maybe we've spent a long time ignoring it and numbing it like we do as individuals yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean that was a real um a painful layer for me to move through was to understand everything that I experienced through childhood and and the self-abuse that I mm. continued in my teenage years and the relationship I went into in my early 20s um, it was you know a really kind of bitter pill to swallow to say that that happened for a reason and look mm. here it is and the container that I hold for clients is mm. limitless because of those experiences yes. because yes. of all of that I can sit there in someone's darkest shadow yes. and and move them into it and see it, right? You, and, and love it, yes, and because, welcome it because it's you, right? It's again, again, we come back to the the universe and the self experiencing self, right? It's uh, a way that I would frame what you're saying is everything is self love, right? I, I think we often get caught in, oh, I don't have time for self love because I need to. I have all these responsibilities. I have a family, I have a business, I have friends. But within that, we miss the deeper sort of spiritual understanding that even when we do make the time for our family, for our friends, for our business, that is still self-love because what we love, we either what we love in another person is either something that exists inside of us already or it's something that we want to be healed, we want to be integrated or it's a shadow that we've yet to acknowledge, right? Mm. yeah i love the vibration of that that's beautiful yeah 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 well, it's you my friend it's the space that you create so i receive it but i'll throw it back at you thank you um so yeah for people listening understand really deep and i love that you keep coming back to it because it's so incredibly important to understand that we choose the families that we come into oh, yeah. And we choose them from a space of divine love. We choose them from yes. a place of, I'm going to go down on this earth and this is what I'm going to do. And, you know, we get here and then go, oh, fuck, maybe I can't. Because not everyone's showing up in that divineness yeah. either. So then, you know, you've got to muddle your way through all of that. But we do, we make a choice to connect with the people that we connect with and to bring into our lives. And it's not all sunshine and moonbeams, but here we are having the experiences that we are and being able to bring people like phenomenal healing and, and insight. And I'll just say, cause this is so important to what I've noticed to help with that struggle that you're hitting on, right. Between the, like we understand and we can, we have this pre, you know, on, on my podcast, I've talked a lot about the life between lives and the predetermination of, of those soul contracts that you're talking about, the soul family, even the soul wounds, right? Predetermined wounds that are activated in the inner child and all these things, mm. right? Without going off into all those different topics, I think something that's helped me 
move through the struggle of people's free will within that is learning to distinguish between the head and the heart, right? Because this is something that we often, and again, this goes back to the conditioning, right? We grow up in a world that's 99% mental, right? We, we An education system that I, I wasn't taught about my intu- intuition growing up. I wasn't taught about my soul and my spirit growing up. I was just taught, I was told, right? Unless you went to a Steiner school or a Waldorf school, which most of us don't, you were told that the the one power that you have is this, is this thinking brain. And I'm here to say that we need to love that thinking brain, but we also need to understand that the mind and the ego isn't the only part of us. We have this deep and powerful spiritual soulful heart that at any point in time where we feel lost, i.e. in that situation that you're talking about of soul contracts and soul family and, and someone picking a different choice and, and causing tension inside of us, at that point in time, we can then decide to drop into our hearts and ask, okay, what is the choice I need to make here? Not the choice from my ego, not the choice from further separation and fear, but a choice that I can make from love that's going to help me take a step forward, that's going to help me feel good, rather than exacerbate the fear or exacerbate the tension or exacerbate the pain. Mm. Oh, I love that. And God, I could talk for that about for hours, just that alone. I felt However, it, my friend. I felt it. <laughs> However, I'm mindful of time and I do, I want to ask about galactic soul remembrance because that's <laughs> something that I've not necessarily heard of, yeah. but I have in healing done yeah. off-planet healing. Yeah. So I'm guided by that and I go yeah. there, but I did it without any kind of basis of knowledge. That's exactly what it is. So you've already, so... For people that are new to that term, mm-hmm. I like it's it's just something that I've I how do I want to say this? So I my my training, my energy training, a little bit from the Czech Institute, most of it's from Reiki. I have a little bit of uh background in uh deep meditative states and activation states, but that galactic soul remembrance has been purely just my experience, which sounds very similar to yours. And I've I've noticed the deeper I go with clients and also the deeper i've gone into my soul it, it takes us to deeper and deeper stages of what our soul's frequency is and for the sake of time just to summarize what this means is we have a soul that incarnates lifetime to lifetime we can understand that we've talked about that today mm-hmm. and but that soul for most of us hasn't just incarnated here on this earth it based off how old our soul is, you've maybe we've all heard the term of an old soul, right? That soul most likely has had a history in other planets, in other forms, in other dimensions. So one, it's that. Two, even now here in this moment, me and you here in this physical form, my soul is not just here in this physical form. Mm-hmm. Right, I have a multi-dimensional light body that has has different aspects of itself in in different areas of the universe. Okay, so I'm trying to make this very quick. So when I say galactic remembrance of of souls, gifts, and abilities, it's tapping both into the past life remembrance of actual lives we've had in in past incarnations. And it's also connecting into the soul that you are currently and the lives you're living in different areas. So you can express the gifts here in this 3D form on this planet. Does that answer your question? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you've spoken about it a lot, is that tapping into intuition, tapping into yeah. And the more that you tap into it, the more open you are to receive the variety of frequencies, the yeah. variety of, you know, flavors of you yes that's a good way of describing it flavors yeah yeah because you know from the feminine space that's something that i've really had to learn uh, and particularly being a mum as well is that i can still have a lot of flavors yeah and and be a mum. you know like i you know i don't have to fit into a particular role which is something women many women need to move through that we have this ideal and it's the same as men and so I actually want to um, just speak into that. How do wounds show up 
in behavior so if we're talking about wounded feminine wounded masculine how does how can they show up in our behavior many ways but they the biggest way that comes up as soon as you ask that question is through our projections right mm-hmm. so i i spoke about it before right it, most of our wounds are unconscious right and that's for a very good reason at the point in time they go unconscious to protect us right mm-hmm. so if i have if i was abandoned and rejected as a child and i haven't healed and integrated that then there's going to be protection mechanisms that first activate and then if we're not aware of them they shift back into the unconscious mm. however in my experience that fight or flight state of 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 constantly looking outside of ourselves for that thing that's trying to get us that is not a state of balance that is not a state of of homeostasis and that homeostasis state is our birthright right let me be very clear with people listening you're if you're in a state of dis-ease, if you're in a state of constantly being triggered, if you're in a state of constantly being, uh, again, hypervigilant, you aren't in your natural state. You're, you're in a, again, a fight or flight, hypervigilant or imbalanced state. So what I'm saying is there is a force that is inside of you that's constantly trying to get you back to a balanced state. And if you're not going inwards to see it, it's going to project outwards into the outside world. And I say this with inverted commas. Remember, the outside world is another reflection of you, but it will project outside of you to get your attention so you can see the inner wounds. Mm-hmm. So to say this more simply, it, it'll come up in our triggers, right? It'll come up in our projections. It'll come up, uh, I'll give a very simple example. If I walk into a room with my dad and my dad's in a state of anger, Right, and I walk into that room, and now his state of anger has caused me to be now in a deep state of anger. We can ask the question: Is he giving me that anger? Maybe to a small degree, or is what is actually happening? He is activating and bringing up that unhealed, unresolved, unreleased anger inside of me that needs to be seen. Mm-hmm. I'm a parent of three. <laughs> I get it because it's easy as a parent to go, oh God, they just annoy me or whatever. But actually when you choose to go within and to say, well, hang on a second, why, what's coming up here? Why is this coming up? Like, I mean, I'm being activated. It's in me. Yeah. What is it? And look, there are some things, you know, when you have to ask your children to clean their room 50 times over a week and it's not done, you know, you get frustrated and then they say why are you yelling at me because i'm fucking sick of asking you <laughs> but at the same time i say it like that i will laugh because yeah. they know that like this only love underneath it i just yeah. i don't want to bring wild animals into my home thanks so just keep it nice but there are other times there's a beautiful example of that of my daughter the other morning i my other daughter had gone bananas and I fed back to her. I wasn't angry. I hadn't been peaked, but she was just being, she's a 10 year old. So they're egotistical maniacs. They can't help themselves. Right. That's just the stage of life that they're in. And she was just being angry with everyone. So I fed that back to her and very quickly, she didn't like the feedback. My other older daughter then started to get angry. And I was like, why are you angry? <laughs> we got in the car because no one was talking to her. Get in the car and as she's saying bye to me, she goes, I was just angry because you were angry. And I said, that's something we'll have to look at oh, after. Yeah. And she was like, hmm. Bit of ancestral pieces there. <laughs> yeah, 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 there is definitely. But it's just interesting. And it's actually from her dad's side because I've healed my ancestral line on both sides. So we know where it comes from. But it was just funny because even she was like, well, I don't know, because you were angry. <laughs> well, and I think the humor in itself is healing. Right. I think we overlook like it's, this is, and this is a reminder to me as much as it is to everyone with this, we feel like this spiritual it's, it's, it's mental and emotional, but a big part of it's spiritual, right? We think that the spiritual healing journey needs to be one of just constant grind and doing the work. And, but in my experience, the more fun and the more awe and the more curiosity and the more laughter we can add to it, the better, right? Yeah. Well, that always shows me where I am in my feminine. Yeah. If I'm in a wounded state, I'll be very serious and I won't find the playfulness. But if I'm in my my beautiful state of feminine, then I'll find the fun. I'll find the playfulness through it. 
So, you know, that shows me my behavior. So I want to ask you then if for people listening, what does disconnection look like? You know, if they're, because some people would be listening mm -hmm. to this and not necessarily and thinking, well, I'm connected. What does disconnection look like? So a couple of big symptoms. I, I had, I, I don't like calling them symptoms because there is a, such a big root to it, but let's say symptoms, let's say science. One, I would look at your adult relationships. Like we've just been talking about for the last five minutes, right? Are they balanced or do you find you're constantly being triggered, being wounded, feeling, feeling attacked, feeling rejected, feeling abandoned, right? The, the best first place to begin is your adult relationships, especially with the inner child and ancestral stuff, as we were just talking about, right? Mm -hmm. The second space is in your physical body. And I say, I, I call this an external symptom, much like the relationships, because our physical body is the last space and place a mental, emotional, or spiritual challenge will show up, right? It's your body keeps score and your body tells the story of your life. So if you're having physical dis-ease across any kind of chronic plane, it's it's so important and i'm not overlooking the physical modalities and the physical things we need to be mindful of course it's a, this is an and not an or but we can look at our physical challenges right and if, mm -hmm. if i have chronic ibs if i have chronic thyroid challenges if i have chronic womb and sexual dysfunction right these are physical symptoms of a most likely an emotional mental spiritual dysfunction and 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 challenge that we can and disconnection that we can lean into the final thing, the final biggest symptom, and I've seen this in my life consistently, is through our relationship with abundance, specifically our relationship with money. And and we could do a whole episode on this, but just asking yourself, am I in a fearful, scarce mentality or am I in an open, abundant, powerful mentality when it comes to money? Because money much like the physical body and our external relationships is a mirror. It is a mirror for what is not, we're not seeing internally. So I would say they're the three big areas we can look for the disconnection. Mm, oh, I love that. That's been <laughs> one of my journeys as well is the more I've owned my value as yeah. a soul, not necessarily in, in just my working life, but as a human being and as a soul and, and actually owning how loving and deeply connected and, and, you know, welcoming I am, that has shifted my abundance greatly because it's about the value, not because I'm of value to other people, yeah. but just, you know, knowing. You, you are um, the abundance. Yes. It's, it's, it's you, right? And I, just so people hear this, right? Because you're beautifully highlighting it. It's you are you are abundant already, right? You it, abundance we can equate with that love, right? Mm -hmm. And you've never not been worthy of love, just like you've never not been worthy of abundance. If if something on the external is saying otherwise, right? You are making there's something inside of you again that is either consciously or most likely unconsciously making a choice to not allow you to feel it. Mm, that's i love how you've explained that it's so yes <laughs> i love it because that's the truth yeah that is the truth abundance is a deep reflection of love how you're receiving it how you're giving it it's just a reflection so you know take a look at it people often don't like to look in the mirror i had a, a client once that said to me I, you know, I feel like my resting bitch face is really affecting people, but I don't know how to stop it. And I said to her, here's a practice. When you're walking past a shop window, just look and see what you look like. Not for judgment, just mm. no notice what you look like. And she did. And she said, oh my God. And I go, so we do this in yoga and it's, you know, in the moment of moving into a hard pose, just a little smile, just a tiny little smile. And she's like, okay. And it changed and it completely opened up things. And she said she had people approaching her and just that tiny little yeah. openness. Because choice. Very, absolutely. And awareness of self. Like, yeah. how do I look? Not because it's you want to look like to the outside world, but how do I actually look? Because that's a reflection of how I feel on the inside. Mm -hmm. 
what am I reflecting out? Mm, delicious. I have um, final three watts for you. Ooh. I know. Excited. So what is well-being to you? Balance. Mm. Balance and homeostasis. Like we were, like, cause I just, uh, the more I go deeper into this journey across all the spectrums, right? Mental, emotional, spiritual, physical, like we've been talking to, about today, it's, it's balance, right? And balance isn't static. It is dynamic. I think the, the beautiful analogy that it describes it is the, is the seesaw, right? There's the two kids on the, on the, on the teeter-totter or the seesaw. It's not up, stagnant. It's not down, stagnant. It's not even in the center. It's one that's sort of moving back and forth in a rhythmic kind of way. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. And what are your daily must-do well-being practices? Ooh, these are good questions, my friend. I like them. Uh, I would say something I'm going to do right after this conversation is a nap. Have a have a powerful 20-minute power nap. That's a must. It's just a beautiful reset for me. Uh, must is the food that I consume. So not just the, the what the quality but also just the reverence like eating for me throughout the day is as a devotion is a, is a prayer so really making my food my meals a devotional non-negotiable act of love to myself and the things that i'm consuming right because that's a whole other conversation but we often we miss the the interaction with the energy that we're exchanging within our food so it's that's a devotional act and then you said three, right? And then I don't know how many you, whatever uh, you've got. What are your daily must-do practices? I guess and then two more. I'll say is one is movement, movement of some kind, and and whether this be you know lifting heavy things, whether this be dancing, whether this be you mentioned yoga. I'm a big fan of Yin yoga, holding a pose and feeling the fascia open up and feeling you know even that is emotional in many ways. And then I said, the last one is, I did this before our chat, is getting out in the sun with, you know, as little clothes as possible, but getting in vitamin D, right? And dropping into a meditation, right? 30, 40, an hour sometimes just being, going inside on the land with the sun and without going off to a big deep dive here, opening my channel. Mm -hmm. And so what I mean by that is in the state of meditation, allowing myself to be the innate channel of love that I am to either address a specific question or to just receive and allow anything that needs to come through. Mm, yeah, beautiful. And what impact does it have on your life, having these practices? Mm. It allows me to connect into what we've been talking about today whether it's the abundance whether it's the love or another word i would use that's very synonymous is fulfillment mm -hmm. i and this has been a really big lesson for me recently it's been building for a while but it really just ticked click ticked over like last week is that we spend a lot of time going outside right we've talked about it a lot today we, and we spend a lot of time looking for the expectation. I do something, I'll get it, and then I'll be good. But as we've discussed in many different ways today, that goodness is already here. That goodness or that fulfillment is the innate state of beingness of what we are. So all of those practices that I just outlined, whether it's the nap, whether it's the food, whether it's the meditation, whether it's the sun, it allows the space to remember that that fulfillment has never gone anywhere. Mm. That's beautiful. Thank you. This has been an amazing connected conversation. And of course, I, I want to have you back on because there's many different ways that we, you know, little. Um, uh, I felt it, my friend. A little, uh, lot of little tangents we could go off on. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. But I've loved getting to know you today. And thank you for allowing me to feed my curiosity and um, open up my community to what you do. So um, to connect with Harrison, the details will be in the next slide but also in the bio below and if you have any questions or comments please um, share away and i just want to say thank you for being in the space today harrison and thanks for sharing your beautiful time and energy with me
and thank you to everyone for listening and being part of our energy and feeding your own curiosity so go and ripple that out into the world thank you for sharing your beautiful time energy and please remember to be yourself and feel good for being it thank you for listening to the cosmic love antenna with me your host harrison if you gain value or this episode hit your heart please remember to share this out with a friend a family member or a lover you can also leave your love over on apple reviews and spotify star feedback and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. I host the rock podcast back to the arena, the interviews. It's about a 30 minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to back to the arena, the interviews. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on ElectroCast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. ElectroCast. Acid.